Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Hughes 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Hughes 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Hello. 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 Hi. Hi. Uh, hi. Hi. This is the Fuse 8 and Kate podcast. I am your host, Betsy Bird. I'm Kate. Yep, there you go. Yep. Yep, that's our standard opening line. <laughs> so, basically, uh, wh- what do we do here, Kate? We talk about children's books and how awesome they are or how much they suck. Specifically, uh, picture books, I should say. Ah, uh, yes. We, we have not discovered, you know, discussed any novels, uh, which we could Wait, do. do they have children's book novels? Would yep. you consider, like, a Harry Potter a children's book novel? Yes. That I would even consider the very definition. Wouldn't that be a young adult? No! Have you? No! Oh! 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 Yeah, I'm sorry, you touched a nerve. Jeez Louise. Yes, the later We've Harry Potter. We've been doing Potters. this for, like, less than a minute, <laughs> I've already... <laughs> Alright. I'm just saying... The later Harry Potters, yes, you could consider those YA. They've got torture and all that stuff in it. But the very first Harry Potters, at least the first three, were dead smack middle grade. Nine to twelve year old stuff. Okay. There's a unicorn. Come on. Can you think of anything more kids book than that? In the first three books there's a unicorn? Okay, you need to reread the first book. (laughs) There's a unicorn. Remember... Well, yeah, yeah, I remember there's a unicorn, but I didn't remember it that early in the series. Yeah, it's in the first book. It's Blood's getting drunk by Voldemort. That's how he's staying alive. Oh, yeah. Ah, 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 ah. Voldemort's staying alive. So blood is okay for nine-year-olds. Uh, drinking unicorn blood, totally fine for little kids. Awesome. Yeah. So, FYI, in case you want to write your own book, uh, I recommend calling it, uh... Unicorn blood. Unicorn blood. (laughs) By yum, Kate. yum, yum. Kate. <laughs> and the last page will look awesome. Yes, it will. Oh, God. I can't even imagine what your last page would look like. So, uh, last time we met, uh, our son got eaten by the moon. Um, oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. How, how briefly we upset the gods. and. Uh, Except in Chicago, it was so cloudy that I, we couldn't see anything. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, where I was in Michigan, it was awesome. Oh. Uh, all the trees... Made little half, not even half, like little little eaten suns all over the ground. It was very there was nice. A, there was a very cool picture I saw of a woman who held up a saltine cracker. And oh. then it, the, the shadow on the ground was itty bitty little uh, half moons. Pinhole camera saltine yeah. cracker. Yeah. How has that not been done? Well, Get on has. that, college students who are art majors and photography majors. And listening to our podcast. And... <laughs> You, in the future, when there's another eclipse. Right. Yes. So that's a, kind of, that's a lot of ifs. That's right a lot there. of ifs. That's a lot of ifs. That's not going to happen. Um, so, I have uh, no reader mail, but I have podcast shout-outs. Shout-outs to us on other podcasts. What? Plural, my friend. Two. Wow. To be, pre- to be specific. Uh, so, two. Now, the first one's kind of a cheat. 
Um, because I'm sleeping with one of the pe- uh, the people on the podcast. That's, but, that's um, definitely a cheat. Okay, I, that's the I definition think, of a cheat. Uh, yeah. Maybe, but except the person I'm sleeping with was not the person who did the shout-out. So, ah, ah. Okay. So there's a lovely podcast called uh, The Secrets of Story. Uh, it is run by one Matt Bird. Uh, no relation. <laughs> uh, except for, you know. By the, marriage. The marriage thing, yeah. yeah. And uh, James Kennedy. But it was not Mad Bird who brought it up. It was James Kennedy. Uh, on this podcast, uh, they fight like cats and dogs about uh, how one makes a story. And uh, I find it very fun. I have the slight advantage of knowing both of them. And it's basically, they just basically just move from one room to a room that has a microphone and then proceed to do exactly what they do in real life. But <laughs> I enjoy it very much. The other one was I was on a podcast... Um, called Books Between Podcast, um, Books Between, and it was with Corinna Allen. Uh, it is a bi-weekly podcast to help teachers, librarians, and parents connect children ages 8 to 12 with books, uh, and so she actually brought up our podcast quite a bit. Nice. And it's been, and, and even on the Twitter, yeah. uh, they've been bringing up a picture of us, you know, that we put on our, on our podcast with, with the Twitter. So that's very nice. And uh, extra points, uh, there was a fart noise contest in that episode. Highly recommend people check it out. Do you win? I don't want to say. Uh That would be ruining the ending. Okay, fine. And speaking of ruining the ending, (laughs) that's just... I'm really trying these transitions, and they just don't quite connect. But But you try. But I do try. That's all that matters. I thank you. 90% (laughs) is trying. 10% is what I say. Um... By the way, if any of you guys uh, have any thoughts on these, feel free to uh, send us an email at fusekate8 at gmail.com. Um, so this week's book, I decided to go, like, uber super famous. All right, this is a book. This is, all right, on the polls that I've done, this was always number two. Uh-huh. Always. All right. It, it just, it's it's that top, tippy to toppy. I thought uh, The Hungry Caterpillar was two. Okay, sometimes it's three, but usually it's two. Oh. Um, and by usually, I mean the other time I did the poll. Okay. Um, yes, so yes, okay, it's battled it out. So the biggest one we've done so far was Hungry Caterpillar. Yeah. This is the one that occasionally wrestles the Hungry Caterpillar into the dirt and sits on its head and says, I'm number two! I'm trying to think of what I would think of number three as being. Yeah, what would you think would... Stinky Cheese Man. Really? No? No, no, no. I'm just I'm just impressed that you know Stinky Cheese Man. I Aww. remember it as a kid. Really? Yeah. Aw. I know that guy. Yeah? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I just dropped a name on the ground. You want to pick even, that up? You wanna... I don't, because okay. it's going to stay there. All right. Because, uh, yeah, me and my buddy John Sheska, uh, I owe him two books that I haven't sent in the mail. So there you go. <laughs> this is actually true. They are sitting on my kitchen table Well, you can right tell him that I think he's number three. I'll sign that in my book to him. Okay. My sister thinks you're number three. <laughs> He'll be so impressed. Um, okay, so this one, yeah. So we went with something super famous. Uh, otherwise, the show just becomes really good books. Betsy likes that no one has ever heard of. Um, so you ready for it? Are you ready for the reveal? I want some drum. I want some drum solo on this one. Are we ready? Oh yeah. Say the name. Good night, Moon. Who's it by? Uh, Margaret Wise Brown. Who did the art? Uh, Clement Hurd? Sure. I always want to say Clement Moore, but he's the guy who did, uh, the Night Before Christmas poem. 
And because apparently my brain can only hold one Clement. You you said Night Before Christmas. I heard Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. And I wasn't completely convinced I hadn't said Nightmare Before (laughs) Christmas. I'll be completely honest with you. Um, even as I was saying it, I was like, don't get this out. That's don't get this wrong. One. Don't screw it up. That's a, <laughs> don't screw it up. Um, yeah, so this is a beautiful, a beautiful, look how nice and shiny and new this edition I is, I recognize right? the cover. Yes. I read it when I was a kid. You did read this as a kid. But I don't remember what it was about. That is easy to believe. Um, <laughs> hey, this it's... will maybe be, as opposed to some of the books we've done in the past, this is probably going to be one of the shorter, uh, books that you read. So... Take this book, read this book, and I will attempt to get my quiz question I've out. I've never before. actually looked hard at the cover well, before. Well, oh, now I am. Yeah. Oh, look hard at the whole thing. Pour over this book. Okay. Take it in. Uh, okay. Take a long, I just, deep. I'll take it. Just give deep, me the. Just give me the. Just give me the. Book. Deep. Demi. Okay. Look. <laughs> okay. Okay. While Kate's reading the book, here is the answer to last podcast quiz question. Uh, As you might recall, it was about The Little House by Virginia Lee Burton. And I asked, uh, what book did Virginia Lee Burton create that was ahead of its time? The answer to that was Calico the Wonder Horse or the Saga of Stewie Slinker. Honestly, if you thought I could... Betsy just made that title up. I would not blame you. That is a crazy title. It was an honest-to-goodness picture book in a comic book format. I kid you not. And as Leonard Marcus said in Minders of Make-Believe, the book was a, quote, gallant though futile gesture. Unquote. Best line ever. This week we have a quiz question uh, regarding Goodnight Moon and... uh, this will be interesting. I don't know that you can Google this answer. So if you know the answer, please, oh, please, uh, email us at fusekate8 at gmail.com. I may even send you a prize. I don't know. I Sometimes I feel like it. Um, are there still prizes waiting to be sent on my kitchen table? Uh, maybe. So the question today, um, at the very least, I'll read your name online. The question today, which is to say on the podcast, the question today is... The grandmother and the little bunny. Grandmother's also a bunny, right? Okay. In Goodnight Moon were originally what animals in the earliest version of Clement Hurd's illustrations? All right. So they weren't originally bunnies. So what originally were the heroes, let us say, of Goodnight Moon? And we're back. You're back. I'm back. You're back. From that terrifying book. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting way, way, way ahead of ourselves. All right. Because nobody knows what the book's about, Kate. Oh, no. We need someone to tell us. Please don't say Irish. I murdered that. In pig Latin. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to make you do pig Latin. Oh, my gosh. That would be even harder for me. (laughs) I'm not saying it's not going to come up. But only when I met at you. And that day is not today. Did I mention how beautiful you are today? I I am, aren't I? <laughs> also, I didn't write this out in Pig Latin, which I could have, because this is actually a very short description, because, fun fact, there's not a lot of plot in this book. Nope. Um, and so I couldn't come up. So I'm thinking more Shakespearean actor. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, like when there's a monologue. Let's say, let's say Richard III comes out onto the stage and decides to read us... The plot of Goodnight Moon. Fie, fie, unknit that threatening, unkind brow. Okay, that's good. All right, that's sick. That's what I'm talking about. Give me that sweet stuff. 
a little rabbit saith goodnight to each familiar thing in his moonlit room. Rhythmic, gently lulling words combined with warmth and equally lulling pictures hath maketh this beloved classic an ideal bedtime book. Tis a hypnotic bedtime litany. Alright, so, okay, we've, you already got ahead of us here. H horrific book? It's a scary book. It's a scary book. Yeah. I would oh. not, I mean, no. That's like Did a I give you Night Kitchen again? That's what? a, that's a, it's a ghost story. Don't you, didn't you see that? Okay, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to unpack this. Alright. Okay, there's a few things. Okay, can you please bring up these few things? Okay, well... The two things that are not ghost story related that I mm. thought was kind of cute was mm. one, okay, who wrote Runaway Bunny? Because oh, that was the same person. Okay. because In there... fact, there is a picture in this book yeah. from Runaway Bunny. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's a nice little shout out to... It was, wasn't it? it was, to themselves? It was, I believe it was to themselves. Oh, that's a little... It's kind of... I mean, it's cute because they're bunnies. Yeah. But then I'm, you're kind of patting yourself on the back. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, the weird, I don't know if it's a bear or a tiger skin rug in... Like, Pretty sure it's tiger. So why would there be a tiger skin rug in the house of rabbits? Um. So you can walk over it every day and be like, I defeated the enemy. If you're a I, bunny, I think, heck yeah. You, any predator that you managed to kill... I don't know if you put it in your child's bedroom. Yeah. But, but it, they are fuzzy. Okay. But you're already fuzzy. You're a bunny. So what's the point? Yeah, I, I, I'm with you there. Let me tell you the ghost story. Okay, ghost that story, happens please. happens in this book. Uh-huh. So... I'm guessing I know the line you mean, but go on. Well, let me let me just show you. So okay. it, it starts out with um, with the with the, with the baby bunny mm -hmm. and what he refers to as a quiet old lady. Yeah. Whispering hush. That's right. So there's the quiet old lady. Yeah, hello, right? quiet old lady. And then, sorry, I have to flip pages. That's okay. There's the quiet old lady. She's still there. She's still there. Mm -hmm. She's saying goodnight. Yep. Saying goodbye to nobody. Yeah, the goodnight nobody. I thought I figured you'd bring that one. Hold up. on. Why is why is he saying goodbye goodnight to nobody? Um. Interesting. That's right. Because the old lady is still there and she's whispering hush, <laughs> but then. <laughs> She's gone, and the cats are in the chair. Yeah. So I think the old lady okay. is a ghost. Now you're making me terrified. She, he, it's not good night, mom. It's good night, old lady. It's not. It's not good night, grandma. Yeah. Everyone assumes that's the grandmother. Well, then why wouldn't you say good night, good night, grandma? Yeah. Because I mean, the syllables are wrong. I mean, old lady, three syllables. Grandma, two. Grandmother could be three, though. I mean, and good night to the old lady whispering hush. Okay, so now I'm... <sighs> right, it's terrifying. Well, now I'm freaking terrified. Right? Because <sighs> first, the bunny's there, and then the nobody is there. And then the bunny is back whispering, saying, shh. So you're basically hush. saying this is like the Amity Horror. I'm just Amity saying this little... Of, of and and it's, and it's it's fact it is that freaking. little kids can mm -hmm. see ghosts. And fact. now it's a fact. We're not even debating this. Nope, it's a fact. It's and this wouldn't little... the cats be disturbed? No, cats can see ghosts too. Right, they're not disturbed. You they're see waiting, them running away. They're waiting for the old the lady to, to disappear so they can take her chair. Right. They don't want it. It's yeah. not gonna be warm. No. All right. No. Because they get the warmth from each other. Because there's two of them. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Why are they going after that mouse that's suicidally standing in the middle of the room for some reason? I don't know. For some reason, I saw the mouse and I was like, I don't know if it wants to die or... I clearly it is not a smart mouse. 
Yeah, because here it is. Yeah, it's right there. It's like, they are also terrible kittens. Because, yay, the old lady's not there. Right? Okay, that's weird. But her knitting is. Or is it? Oh. So this is a terrifying book. Okay. That's one take. I've never heard before. I like... I do like that you do takes I've never heard before. I try. I try to I've heard a lot of takes. And we'll go over some of those takes at some point here. But uh, usually this is considered like the ultimate bedtime book. Like it's soporific. No, I don't want to go to bed ever now. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, Moe. Because in the middle of the night, out. if I just hear someone going, hush. Yeah. Hush. <laughs> that's, so, that's the freaky version. Yeah. And you know what? They're, okay, I will confess to you. There is a children's books made horrific version of Goodnight Moon. It's not that. Mm. It is horrific. I didn't bring it because it doesn't read aloud well. Mm. Um, it's very much a literary take. But uh, but even then, it didn't go your route, which it easily, I guess, could do. I don't know how. <laughs> um, you want to hear a random fact about book? Okay. Random fact. Uh, the editor was Ursula Nordstrom. Oh, um, I've heard that name. Yeah, pretty much she's the only editor you're ever going to hear the name of at any point here. <laughs> um, she suggested that the udders on the cow... Remember there was a cow jumping over the moon? Yeah. She suggested that the udders on the cow uh, become less anatomically correct. Now, remember, this like is the throughout same... throughout the book? Yeah, I guess. So that you don't have, like, wild udders just hanging out in the breeze. Nope. Um, now, remember, this is the same woman who would defend, though, in the night kitchen and Mickey's all together. So, apparently, anatomically correct for cows, that's gross, anatomically correct for, uh, small males, a-okay. Maybe she's got a thing about nipples. I guess, maybe. It's an udder. Yeah. Udders actually do get... Um, banned from children's books fairly regularly. What? They do, actually. This is not the first time. Do they, like, put They've white been... out on them? <laughs> <laughs> they paint little cow diapers on them. <laughs> little, little, little jams, little short shorts. Um, yeah, they're, the like, cow... non-existent. They're not even there. It's there, but it's not there. It's they're like, like itty-bitty the... little dots. Oh, are they actually? Okay, so I did dot them. Little, little tiny so, dots. So you know it's a cow, not a bull, because that would just be weird. Yeah, well, I get it. You know, it's it's the cow jumping over the moon. Yeah. Oh, and I did like that the cow jumping over the moon picture is mm-hmm. in the three little bears picture. I do like that. So there's yes. like a nice like tie. I am I am quite fond. Someone did Even point out the that bears the... look so stoned. Well, someone pointed out that the bears look like they're in couples therapy. Do you see how that one of the bears is like yeah. talking to the two is like you know? And they're so all what stoned. I'm hearing is <laughs> um, yeah, you <laughs> think they're stoned? Yeah, look at them. Well. Right. Okay, they do look like they look like they're freaked out. I would not say that's the same as maybe they're freaked out by the old lady who's saying hush. (laughs) Well, can you blame them? Nope. Nope. (laughs) I I couldn't blame them. All right, two controversies are associated with this book. Two controversies. Do do do. Both alike. Um. First of all, book came out in 1947. Was it popular when it came out? Yes. No, 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 it was not popular. No, not at all. I mean, it wasn't unpopular. It just wasn't anything. Disappeared without a trace. One would think until 1953, when a parental advice column in the periodical Child Behavior came out and said, this is a good book. And then suddenly nobody could get enough of it. It was the hottest thing. Now, Margaret Wise Brown, I believe, was dead by that point. Um, she died young. And... 
she kind of had some crazy things where she decided, for random reasons, she liked the boy next door who lived next to her, so she decided that she would just randomly put into her will that all the money from this book would go to that little boy. Wow. And it freaking ruined his life. He became the worst human being. There was a Wall Street Journal article called Runaway Money, a children's classic, a nine-year-old boy, and a fateful bequest. And uh, long story short, uh, he became a horrible human being who just squandered the money left, right, and center. Just got arrested multiple times. I know, it's very sad. That's the sad story. Controversy number two uh, is actually found in... Oh, what's this that I'm pulling out here? What's this What's this book right oh, here? Oh, speaking of self-promotion. Oh, self-promotion. Yeah. My book that I co-wrote with Jules Danielson and Peter Saruta called Wild Things, Acts of Mischief in Children's Literature. Um, at the beginning of my book... You can see a picture of Mr. Clement Hurd. Would you like to see a picture of the illustrator of, of Goodnight Moon? Okay. Okay. Here's Mr. Clement Hurd. There's two pictures. These are the same pictures. Now, what can you tell me about these pictures that is different? Uh, different background? Keep going. Um, there's more light? In the I, will, I will, I will, I will. Oh, he doesn't have a cigarette. His cigarette has been photoshopped out. Yeah. Here is his author photo. Uh, the original author photo had a cigarette, and then for more contemporary editions of this book, they photoshopped out his cigarette. Okay. Because that, but but he's still holding his hand like you do if you're just standing it's, it's there. It's not too awkward. It's, it's not too awkward, but it is weird. He's like, just like, because I always stand like this. He's like freaking built, though. Yeah, he was kind of built. Um... Nice. He looks like Look Ed Harris. Guns. Yeah, I think. yeah. It's got sort of an yeah. Ed Harris look to it. And uh, oh, there's a conspiracy theory as well. Um, that the old lady is a ghost. No, okay. you're the first. You're the first to come I'm up with that one. Of... So I'm gonna call that the Kate theory. All right. And uh, this is good. This this uh, sets a good precedent. So in the future, <laughs> whenever you come up with crazy theories, because um, you did it once before with Hungry Caterpillar and, and how... You can see the fruit in the butterfly The wings. fruits in the butterfly wings. We've yeah. never heard that before. That's a Kate theory. Kate theory. New Kate theory. Old Lady's a Ghost. Yep. Okay. Uh, James Kennedy truly believes, he's the guy who mentioned us on, on his podcast, Secrets of Story, truly believes that the curtains on the dollhouse change. I have I have looked at this. I am wondering if on different editions, like if you have the board book versus the, the larger book, if that changes, uh, I don't know. And there was, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the Ugly Volvo. Nope. Um, it's a great website. And uh, Raquel DePiece, I'm going to say her name is, uh, wrote a piece called All My Issues with the Goodnight Moon Bedroom. Number one, the size of the bedroom. Nice bedroom and or place to possibly hold the 2024 Olympics. <laughs> Number two, the picture of the bears in the couple's therapy session. I stole that already. And uh, and she had some other thoughts as well, which is why I have a surprise for you. Okay, I just got done flipping through the whole book, and I don't see anything different with the curtains. I didn't think so either, but he sees something, so okay. I don't know. Anyway, who am I to say for... crazy? <laughs> who are we? Who are we to say? Reader's Theater time! Reader's Theater. Oh my gosh. I have scripts. They are highlighted because this is so. This is coming from the Raquel DePiece piece, uh, All My Issues with the Goodnight Moon Bedroom. Now, um, imagine the, the parts that we are playing. Uh, you are the designer, 
And, and the designer. You're the, yes. Yeah, yes, 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 exactly, yes. exactly. Yes, yes. And I um, am the apprentice who is uh, new to the game and uh, possibly questioning your choices. Got it, darling. Let's okay. go. All right, all right, all right. So I'm, I'm going to be... Uh, all right, I have to get in character. Okay. So uh, what color do you think for the child's bed? I was thinking like a tomato-ish red color. You remember the floors, a tomato-ish red color? Yes, yeah, yeah. You don't think that's a lot of red for a child's bedroom? We don't want it to look like the Amityville uh, horror kill room or anything. You don't trust me? I've been decorating children's bedrooms for almost 20 years. No, I trust you. I trust you. Uh, so do you want to do all the furniture in red? Are you out of your mind? Of course not. The rest of the furniture, I was thinking something sophisticated, like a... Like a mustard yellow. For everything? All the furniture? All the furniture. Even the little toy house? Are you seriously asking me this? No, of course not. The little toy house should be red. Oh, okay. So the mustard-colored bookcase came in. I had them install it in the corner and fill it with large antique books. Great! So now all we're waiting on is the round side table, the rocking chair, and the freakishly enormous nightstand. So wait, that's it on the furniture? It's, it's a big room. Isn't there going to be a lot of unused space, or are we filling that with toys? Actually, I was thinking for toys, let's just keep it real minimal. I'm thinking maybe one elephant, one giraffe, and then the uncomfortably pink naked dolls on the bookshelf. You don't think maybe he could use a few more toys? It's such a huge room and it feels so empty and formal. You're sure his parents are going to be okay with it? Will his parents be okay with it? <laughs> Did I not graduate at the top of my class with a degree in interior design? I, I know. Have I, I, I not been I, de de designing rooms for the past 20 no, years? No, I know. I know. How I just thought... I want your opinion? I ask for ah, it. I'm... I'm sorry. I spoke up. And see. <laughs> right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, I would like to note uh, that the author of that piece, uh, Raquel Dapis, is the author of Welcome to the Club, 100 Parenting Milestones You Never Saw Coming. So if you liked her writing here, you should certainly pick up her book there. So this will be an interesting one. <laughs> because we've gotten somehow to the ratings portion. <laughs> <laughs> of our okay, so I need. I feel like I haven't done due diligence to what it does do well, and I. I should also say I did not particularly care for the book prior to having children. I had children, and as a soporific aid, it is very calming. It is very effective. Um, you do kind of get into it, so well done there. Um. But yeah, okay, so let's talk ratings on a scale of 1 to 10. 10 being the classic-y classic, the classic them all, and 1 being the forgettable forgetness that forgot to forget. I definitely don't think it's 1. Yay! I was read this book as a kid, so yeah. I have that in my biased opinion. Mm. Even though I didn't remember what it was about. Mm -hmm. I remember the cover. Mm-hmm. Um... And, uh, and and as you said, I like that it's a, a calming tool for kids, especially around bedtime. It's not too long, so it doesn't... And, and I don't know if we should take this into account, but many people know this book. <laughs> like, it is, it is, like, in terms of fame, people on the street 
like you say goodnight moon they go ah it's got lots of mock versions there was goodnight ipod there was there's like goodnight goon and there's like they do it for cities too like they have books like goodnight chicago goodnight san francisco it's like the book you parody basically yeah Yeah. so i don't and we never have taken fame into the is it a classic continuum i kind of did with hungry caterpillar right well the other ultra famous one yeah right so this is the other this is the one that wrestles it out with i don't think i don't think it's as good as hungry caterpillar i would agree completely Um, hungry caterpillar does seven things at the same time right yeah this just says good night to a lot of random sure does or nothing (laughs) (laughs) so i guess i would have to give it like a like a 7.5 this is going to sound like I'm just, like, piggybacking on you, but I would also give it a 7.5. It's... I like things about it. I think it's well done. But I would agree that it is not my favorite children's book. Um, even now. Even having even having had children. Um, I'm giving it a little leg up just because of its fame. Yeah. And that goes a long way. It's always given at baby showers. And it is fun to read. And, it, um, and you said it was versatile. There's like board books. Oh boy, like... you can do all sorts of stuff with this. And I have seen um, like children's literature exhibits like make a good night moon room. Mm-hmm. I have seen parents design their children's bedrooms as good night moon. That I would not recommend. Um, as yeah, see no. previous statements about the tomato red floor with the tomato red this and that. But uh, but yeah, and the green walls. Oh, the green walls. Oh, the green of those walls. <laughs> so green. Um, but yeah, I would say 7.5. Classic. So it's a classic. Yeah, but if we were to make our top 100, I don't think this would be in the upper echelon, necessarily. I think it would be in the top 10. It'd be in the top. It might be number 9. I might go 11, honestly. I know, that's a <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm just saying, just to be petty. <laughs> Wait, I'll put it in your top, but I'm not going to put it in the top 10. I'll put it in... Number 11, just a spider. 10.5. See, always just off a little. Just a little. Yeah. That's me, that is. I'm that. All right. Ready for grown-up things we like? Sure. Grown-up things we like. What do you like, Kate? So, you know, like last week we talked about my 12-point thing yeah. that I do every month. That was so a big old hit, that was. The, the one, so the volunteer event that I did this month was for a company um, called the Creative Chicago Reuse Exchange, Ooh. where in this, this woman started this group, um, this nonprofit. She decided to reach out to local area businesses to collect donations of um, unwanted materials for teachers because teachers um, in a classroom, you know how kids have to go buy paper and pencils and whatever school supplies for themselves. Well, teachers also have to buy things and they can spend on on average it's $500. But I mean, in the city, you know, there's some teachers spending well over $1,000 on their classrooms. So what happened was this woman decided to reach out to local businesses. They donated all these different supplies, and then she kind of set it up as like a flea market, but free. Everything was free. So I helped um, kind of organize as best I could all the different stuff, and teachers lined up like hours before it even opened. And then when we opened, it was 
free for all and the teachers just went at it and like I Black, Black Friday. Yeah, it was insane. There were these boxes that a company had donated that had like magnetic lids. Mm-hmm. Those were gone within probably about 15 seconds. And I had a nice display of of like <laughs> for like 40 boxes gone. Yeah. There was I'm sure all... they appreciated the aesthetics. Well, and there was like well, I wanted to make sure that, you know, I didn't want anything on the floor. I wanted yeah, to Yeah, they sure... wanted to see what they were Yeah, there was this yeah. company that donated I don't know, maybe like a hundred boxes of 1,000 popsicle sticks, which would be great for like art supplies. There were ponchos, there was fabric, there was signs, there was anything you can think of. There was um, folders and paper and envelopes and glue and markers and everything was just gone. So. Oh, that sounds super nice. Yeah, it was awesome. And a perfect thing to mention right before the school year starts. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, if you have... School supplies that you want to donate to teachers, please do, because they need them probably more than you. Oh, that is true. Yep. Teachers need everything. Teachers are awesome. All right. Uh, my thing is not so uh, altruistic, uh, sadly, uh, because mine is a TV show I saw. Because <laughs> um, that's what I did. Uh, but I, I don't watch much adult television, but I did watch a little of a new show uh, called The Crown. Have you heard of oh, The Crown? About the Queen. Yes, it's about the Queen. Um, it's about Queen Elizabeth and how her reign began. And it's fascinating to watch, particularly if you uh, if you watch it after the King's speech. Because, ah. of course, that was her father. Right. So he's in quite a bit of it at the beginning, um, at the very least. I've only watched one episode. It, it's an interesting thing, because for one thing... Um, Matt Smith, who was one of the, uh, the doctors on Doctor Who, uh, he plays Philip... Prince oh. Philip, um, and it's it's sort of a who's who of British actors. Like you watch them, and you're like, I know her from Sense and Sensibility. And John Lithgow is Winston Churchill. Yep, I would believe that. Yeah, I didn't, and uh, he makes it work. Yeah. Um, of course, I'm American, so anything anyone does that sounds vaguely like a British accent, I'm just gonna write off as yes, that is completely <laughs> accurate. Yes. I think perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> well done, sir. Um, but he is an actor, and so I'm just going to trust he actually got half... Because he was surrounded by actual Brits the entire time, so right. I have to assume that he was doing a bad job. Well, it was like Renee Zellweger when she did uh, Bridget Jones's Diary, and she yes. practiced that British accent so much that she would go into laundromats, and if people didn't question her accent, she knew that she got it down. So. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. With Paltrow, with, uh, with her various British accents that she's done over the years. Yeah. Exactly. So that's what I did. Um... And that's sort of the end of our show. Well, good night, Betsy. Well, (laughs) good night, nobody. (laughs) Good night, old lady in the corner. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow Betsy on Twitter at Fuse8. That's Fuse and 8, E-I-G-H-T. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Givens Kine, and our online restaurant sales associate and chief amazement officer is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird and does not reflect the views of School Library Journal.